There is tension in Morobe province in Papua New Guinea as Papua New Guineans mourn the death of Deputy Prime Minister Sam Basil, who died of injuries sustained in a car crash on Wednesday night. Throughout the day on Thursday, crowds of mourners had been gathering at two locations in Leh, outside of the Basil family residence and at a local funeral home where his body was being held. Senior Papua New Guinean journalist Scott Wyde says Sam Basil was a man of the people who traversed the length and breadth of his electorate, helping so many people from all walks of life. Mr Wyde says this has made it very difficult for local authorities to officially declare a house cry for the national leader. I spoke with Scott Wyde earlier on, not long after he'd visited Sam Basil's family home, and began by asking him how police investigations were going. Um, yes, there's an investigation underway. Uh, the police commissioner, David Manning, issued the statement late yesterday uh, going towards one o'clock. That statement was released uh, and also posted on social media. So uh, official, officially, there's an investigation ongoing. Um, his body was brought to the lay funeral home at about 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, and th- this morning, there's a there was a crowd, there's still a crowd at, in front of his house at the waterfront. Uh, there's a crowd that's built up there, and there's another crowd outside the funeral home. We're, we're, we're actually headed there um, to see what's happening there. Um, maybe just talking a bit about the man himself, um, uh, wh- what can you tell us about what Sam Basil meant to the people of his electorate and, and to PNG and, and a bit about his career? You know, I was I was saying earlier uh, to another colleague that, you know, politicians are disliked the world over, but, uh, you know, on, on the human side, Sam was pretty much loved by his people. I mean, they, they liked his work. They, they liked the fact that he engaged with people. Uh, and he's also a very high achiever and a very hard worker uh, as, a, as a person. So his work ethic is pretty solid. So he's been involved in various, various programs. You know, in Papua New Guinea, you can't just be a politician and not be a, a, someone who delivers services. So he's been like that. And the, one of the reasons for that is because the systems don't really work in Papua New Guinea, you know, the service delivery systems. So because of that, he's pretty much been thrust into that role where he's had to go out and lead the charge, basically, and and be uh, the leader in trying to also deliver services for his people. And uh, I guess that's what kind of endeared him as a person to the people in his electorate. What kind of services? Um, Do you want to give some examples? Yeah, you know, one of the examples is, uh, you know, he's experimented with uh, building roads with concrete in some of the most difficult places to get to in his his area, Um, provided solar power kits, uh, rural power kits to houses. Um, He's initiated... uh, Eye care programs where he's brought people from some of the most remote parts of the district, Wow and Bololo, to have them treated and have their cataracts removed. So it's, you know, very elderly people bringing them out of rural locations and then giving them that new opportunity to see again, basically. Uh, it's just one of the many, many programs that he's initiated and uh, tried to do over the years. And he's been doing that for the last 15 years. So all of that put together is what's given him that status in, in his own community. And the other thing that stands out for him is that uh, he's walked physically, you know, on foot throughout his whole electorate. And he makes it a point to travel to all those locations where there's 
zero road access and no airstrips. So it, it's he's kind of a, a standout leader, stand, standout young leader who's built up that reputation over the last 15 years. Uh, definitely, I uh, definitely seeing all of that love coming from the the posts and messages on social media, um, reacting to his to his death. As for his political career, it's been quite a, a meteoric rise. Would you would you describe it as such? He is a mover and a, he was a mover and a shaker. I mean, very influential Morabe politician. So, I mean, if you look at it, Morabe is an important um, province politically because it has the biggest number of MPs going into parliament. So there are 10 MPs. It's the only province that has 10 MPs. So it's it's an influential uh, province in terms of the, the makeup of, of government, in, in the formation of government. So he was he, he was instrumental in the revival of Pangu Party, which you know, it, as you know, is the party that led Papua New Guinea into independence, uh, and it was neglected for so many years. He brought it back, revived it, um, took that party into the elections, and won eight seats in Morobe. So it's a you know very sizable chunk of an achievement in his political career. Um, he's held various senior portfolios, and the latest one was uh, Deputy Prime Minister. Um, in the last election towards the formation of government, he, he was basically that figure that almost kind of determined where the government went, uh, who, or who got Prime Minister. Uh, so he's very, very influential. Now, in terms of a, basically a, a career sh- cut short, as, as, as you say, he's a, a young leader, um, uh, uh, probably um, uh, from what I'm reading, Morobe's best chance at a shot at having a prime minister from Morobe. Um, wh- what could yes. he have achieved, or what what was what was his trajectory? I guess going into the elections and and uh, on this such a day, like I, I understand the writs are to be issued this week as well. Yeah, it, it's you know for many Morobians, it's a very unfortunate day. You know, many people are really stunned and and. You know, I, I was standing in front of this house uh, just a few minutes ago and a lot of women were crying, you know, they're very distraught, very uh, upset that this has happened. Many of the men are just, you know, they're stunned, as I said, you know, unable to express themselves. They're, they're talking about it, but uh, not really articulating it as well as the women. Um, the, the I met two police officers who you, you could tell they had just been crying uh, and they're putting on a straight face, trying to keep the crowd together and all that. So it's it's affected different people in so many different ways. Uh, and in terms of his, you know, the political career cut short, he's already proven, he already proved himself that he was a force to be reckoned with, you know, reviving uh, a party that was in the doldrums, basically, um, and bringing it to life and then taking that party in, you know, showing that it's a force to be reckoned with in the elections and then uh, giving up the party leadership and going on and creating his own again uh, and, you know, creating a brand new party, just putting in new candidates, just ready to take on on that uh, new challenge again. So, yeah, huge, huge loss for Morobe, huge, huge loss for Papua New Guinea. Thank you, Tomas Wantok. Um, uh, probably a little bit early at this stage, but do we know anything about... Um, uh, uh, what funeral arrangements are both and also uh, uh, mourning and custom law, place law, PNG, in terms of how this funeral is likely to go? 
Yeah, it, it's really difficult to say where the house cry will be because, uh, you know, everyone has a claim to it. Uh, so it's, it's a very touchy subject right now as to, to say where the house cry will be. Even, even authorities are, you know, very careful what to say and what to do right now. Um, in terms of the funeral arrangements, from what I gathered, uh, there should be a post-mortem in the next 24, 36 hours. Uh, because of the issue of writs and the nomination period and all the everything that's happening, it's likely to be a very quick process. Uh, and the PM might say something today or tomorrow, uh, most likely today. Uh, and there might be a delegation from Port Moresby or something. I'm, that, that part I'm yet to confirm, but it, it's likely to happen that way. Uh, I saw the the police commissioner called for calm. You mentioned quite a tense situation. What what are the where where is the tension coming from, and um, what are the concerns? Uh, it it's not uh, tension, I guess, in the sense that uh, you you can't really put a house cry down and say this is where we're going to meet uh, to give our tributes for Sam Basil, because there'll be another group saying this is we, we also have a claim to this person uh, he's ours as well so it's you know we we have to balance all that out